weekly careers podcast where we talk all about work life from the perspective of two real people. Forget the hustle. We're here to live life well and enjoy work. So join us for a drink, a cuddle, and some super authentic work chat with your hosts, Brittany Baring and Penny Blackmore. If you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe because this will actually really help other people discover the podcast. And please also stay tuned to the end of the episode for a lovely resource of the week. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Penny, what's going on? How are you? Oh, I'm so good. Yeah. I've also eaten a lot of food. So you're feeling a bit of bloat. (laughs) Feeling the pressure. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, But do you know what I've been thinking about lately? Tell me. Because, uh, you know, I do have ambitions to... I do know that. To be an entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. To own my own business. Um, (laughs) And I always think about, like, perks. You know when you walk into an office and they're like... We give you free beverages and you can have snacks, a lunch every six months and a foosball table. I'm like, none of those things are appealing. Are you going to pay me well? Like, yes. what's the perk here? I don't, yes. I don't care about that stuff. Yeah. Um, so I thought if I had a company, I would have quarterly life admin days. So that's where you just get a free day off to do life admin. So if you need Love to that. go and Book like flights, re but taxes. also boring things. Think yeah. boring. Oh, so I mean okay. you don't have to do them. You like book <laughs> flights, go on. I bacon. literally just spent like two hours booking flights. For it the is day. it's exhausting. It's brutal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um but like if you need to fix your taxes or renew your driver's license or right. something or go to the doctor. Yes. Okay, so life admin day. Yeah. There would be like a chill room which has Maybe not like beds, but maybe somewhere to stretch and posters on the wall that are like, if you want to reinvigorate your body, mm. raise your arms over your head and do Love a that. downward dog. Love it. Um, and then maybe also I would allocate mentors or like peer-to-peer role models yeah. for every person. So every single person has someone who they can talk to. Yeah. And it's non-official. It's not like... Um, it's not like, how do I get a pay rise? But it's kind of like, how do I deal with this situation? Help right. me out here. And it could be someone from a different team. So there's no kind totally. of, yeah, or it should definitely be yeah. someone from the team. Yeah. So, okay. My question is because you've started freelancing. So you're now not in a daily, like going <laughs> to an office. I'm my own peer-to-peer role model. Yeah. I'm just like, Penny, what do you think? But oh, that's a great idea. Because you went from being like a, like nine to five office, you know, five days a week kind of thing mm-hmm. to now you're working on your own time. So what, what do you miss? Like, is there anything you miss? <laughs> and then, like, Tumble at the weeds. moment, yeah. at the moment, I only miss you. Aww, <laughs> um, but I, I, I guess, like, the main thing that I'm sure all freelancers can relate to is you don't have anyone to bounce ideas off. Right. Um, so sometimes I'll be like, oh, I really want to go through these slides and see if it flows really nicely if there's no one around. I'm just talking to myself and yeah. I sound like a lunatic. Yeah. I hope my neighbors aren't like in other apartments being like, oh, What's there she deal? is again, chatting away. Talking to we herself. We saw her boyfriend leave three hours ago. <laughs> I hope she has a cat. That's all I'm saying. Jesus. Amazing. Okay. So you, I think that makes a lot of sense. What Missing. would your perks be if you owned your own multinational organization? Billion startup? dollar. <laughs> billion dollar company. Billion. Billion. Um, that's a really good question. I think I would do kind of like... Free facials? 
<laughs> Can you imagine? What about mas- massage? Massage. Yeah. That's so, it's so true. Massages the stretch room thing. could double as a massage, massage room. room. So you would bring in a professional masseur mm. or masseuse. 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 I think that's the term, masseuse. Masseuse for both. Mm-hmm. For both men and women. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I would bring in a professional and it would be like you could book. That's such a good one. I would definitely do that. Mm. I've never really thought about this actually, what perks I would offer. Um, I think that like um, – I, I like the idea of the of the one day a, a month. Was it one day a month? No, mm. once a quarter. A quarter, I yeah, think, is quarter. reasonable. So every three months. Every three months you get like a random day off. It isn't your holidays. It isn't your like personal days. It's just it's a free just, day. Yeah. Like yeah. take this day to figure your shit out. Because let's be honest, like I'd love to know of all our listeners what percentage of listeners are doing re- their own personal stuff in work time. Oh, Because yeah. if you don't have – you know how call centers are like – Oh, we only we can only yeah. take your call between nine AM and six PM and you're like, Well, that's when I'm at work. Yeah. So either I'm doing it on my lunch break or the only yeah. problem is a lot of people would just take that day as a holiday and not really actually do personal attention. That's, that's fine, but it's the gesture, I think. Yeah, it's the it gesture. actually doesn't matter to me. Okay. What the, they do with the it. The one thing that I will say that I miss a lot that we used to do at AJ and Smart was fr- in the summer we had Fridays off. Oh shit. That was <laughs> unbelievable. Oh my god. Okay, so I was saying to Brittany, I've said to Brittany many times that every time I join a company the perks end yeah like at AJ and Smart it was uh Fridays off Fridays off and that stopped happening and then when I was at us two which was my previous role they took everyone like every single person in the company on a yearly holiday where they'd go to like Croatia or Portugal and mind you this is from Australia so that's like a full 24-hour flight wow they take everyone there for a holiday where it wasn't even like team bonding, it was just a vacay. You just get drunk with all the people all around the world. Wow. Of course, when I joined, that stopped. Yeah. <laughs> when you but but of course it was like pitched to you when you started. And yeah, then they were a like, "We're going to give you an annual holiday. It's going to be great." And yeah. I'm like, "Oh my god!" And I told all my friends. I bragged about it. Yeah. And they were like, "Holy shit, Penny! You really you you've really, come a long way. You girl. hit the jackpot." Yeah. yeah. And, and then, then they're like, no. they're like, when's that going to happen?" And I'm like, "It's it's not okay." <laughs> And let's not talk about it. If I must tell you, it's Mm. not happening. Yeah. Okay. One thing actually that just came. So Friday is off in the summer is like, that is something I think depending on how your business works, I think that can be a real amazing perk that, that can also bonanza. work it's crazy mm. um but you know what else okay so i think this would have to be a one or the other thing mm. but i think one thing that keeps coming up time and time again uh, when i talk to people is like people don't actually take holidays a lot of mm. times if they're in like a high pressure job where they're really their expectations are really high and mm. they have a like really big um really kind of like high targets um they actually just don't take vacations and i think one thing that a lot of companies started doing that they actually like paid for people to like if you took your vacation you would actually get like a vacation allowance because people yeah because people in the united when i talk to people in silicon valley i literally talk to people at big companies in silicon valley as in not a startup i'm talking about a massive company Mm. that they the company offers if you don't take your vacation you can just get paid out for it 
and uh, people actually take that. That's how it works in Australia. That's crazy. If you don't take it once you leave the job, you get yeah. the money. But these, this is like on a yearly basis. I talked mm. to this one guy last time we were in Silicon Valley and he was like, uh, I talked to, uh, we were talking about traveling and stuff. And he's like, well, no, yeah. Like me and my wife, we don't really travel. Cause I like, I just, I just cash in all my holidays, but that's a bad incentive it's to never terrible. take holidays. Yeah. That's it's shit. terrible. Yeah. So, I mean, like I, in Australia, people don't really take holidays either. Right. Uh, it's a little bit, um, or maybe I've never worked at companies where they've been like, Hey, why don't you take your 20 million weeks vacation? That yeah. That lined stocked up. up. Yeah. Um, so you're kind of just going into this spiral of burnout, but, um, yeah, I, I, you, you leave the company and then they pay out whatever you Crazy. have accumulated, which means you do have a holiday at the end of your job there. But when I moved to Germany, I took a holiday because I was like, this is just, you know, how it works here and everyone's encouraging me. Yeah. I took a one-week holiday and I was like, oh one my week. God. One week. I feel like a whole new girl. After one week even. One week is all it takes. Crazy. Really, especially if you go to a beachside location. If you go location. somewhere where it's relaxing and mm. everything. Yeah, I think that's funny. I also think that you, like, a lot of times in, like, depending on kind of how – I don't know how you operate. Like, I don't think that in one week I'm able to actually shut off and oh, like, you, enjoy. You need to come on holiday with me. Oh, <laughs> don't mind if I do. It's full checkout mode. Oh, that's great. I mm. mean, I, I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm good at like not looking at emails and stuff, but I'm still like in the mode of like thinking about things and like blah, blah, blah. And then mm. finally I'll maybe like actually relax after a week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but this is kind of interesting because I was listening to that podcast the podcast that Penny and I love. If you're not listening. She who shall not be named. Yeah. Should we not name it? No, we should. It's the high-low. It's the high-low. We talk about it a lot, (laughs) but it's such a great podcast. Um, And they were talking about something called workism. Mm. Um, And basically this is kind of the idea that in this kind of, in this day and age, Mm. if I can say that, Mm. that people actually have just such a strong connection to what they do in their career, Mm -hmm. that there's very little separation from who they are as like a person versus who they are as like a career, like as a, a, in their job. Oh, yep, yep, yep. You know what I mean? So there's like such a strong, like they don't actually see a divide. Mm. And this is great for a lot of reasons because people are working and doing things that they care about and Mm. love. And that's kind of what like instigates that but the problem is is that they can't shut off and there's like there's a real sort of disconnect like they can't actually disconnect Mm. from their day to day job oh my god tell me I mean like do you know what's what for me the worst thing is work dreams when you go home and you just dream about work all night like oh you dream that you forgot to hand in the proposal and you turned up naked and your boss fired you (laughs) like all the worst things happen in your dreams and by the time you wake up you're like great I've had a really busy night yeah exactly it's exhausting (laughs) totally but Um, I feel like this is like a classic kind of thing like a millennial you know this is how all like I think this is what people think all millennials are doing, you know, like they have to be in a job that they really care about. They have mm. to be doing something that they love and are passionate about. Um, and I think that's kind of, it's kind of interesting, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I like, think, um, I mean, like it just ties into this kind of, I mean, we're all looking for purpose in our lives yeah, because I think yeah. we all, you know, we need this sense of community. We need a sense of like connection to a higher purpose. And even if that higher purpose is like, work it's yeah. it's doing a great job and getting it, it's completely understandable and I'd be really interested to know like what is the best way to healthily manage that feeling yeah um 
I mean, for me personally, like I just know, and this is something I knew from the time I was very young and I retired from gymnastics and I was kind of like, you know, I was the, I was sort of a successful gymnast Mm -hmm. and the minute I retired, it was like, I'd never existed. Like they just moved on so quickly. Yeah. Um, and, and I just think, I mean, from my point of view, everyone should know that this is going to sound really harsh, but if you died tomorrow, there would be an ad up the next day advertising for your role. Like a company might pretend like they're your family, but they're not, they're not your family or your family. Like you've got to keep in mind that, you know, like it's, it's, it's don't, don't throw yourself at the altar of work. I a hundred percent agree. You're, you're, you're the only person that can look after yourself. Yeah. That's the mm. thing. And, and no one is going to do that for you. And I keep hearing, I don't know about you, but I, I literally keep hearing about these jobs where are these jobs, these people who are so stressed out at work and they're doing, they're working crazy overtime mm. hours and they're just dedicating their whole life to this, this career. And then literally they just like drop dead at like 35. Oh, that's awful. I've literally heard yeah, several I've heard that as of well. these stories. Yeah in like the past three weeks yeah and like people that I know know someone that mm. that happened to like mm. it's insanity mm. how pe- we we just totally forget about our health about like any relationships else. relationships well. yeah 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 and it's I crazy. think like I, I mean like a big reason Brittany and I are doing this podcast is because we think that you spend a lot of time at work and if there are ways that you can make it more pleasurable and more enjoyable and more relaxed then that's what we want to facilitate. Yeah. Like we yeah. want to help you to feel more empowered uh, during that time. But again, work isn't everything. There's totally. so much more to life. There really is. Yeah. And and I mean, like for me, the big thing is travel. If I don't have time to explore the world, and I'm very lucky to have that opportunity both financially and I guess in other ways. Yeah. Um, you know, I've got to take it. Yeah. I've just got to take it. Like I want to see China. That totally. sounds great. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and oh, you'll learn so, so much more in China than you will oh, at, I a, know. at a, one of those bloody team training days. That's at work. true. That's <laughs> so true. Yeah. All right. We're on to letter Number one. So, hi, Brittany and Penny. I've been working a lot lately. I love my job, but I also have a social life and activities that I like to do outside of the office. I've been uh, on the go for months, and lately I'm starting to feel more and more overwhelmed. I don't want to stop living my life, and I really do like my job, but I feel like I can't keep going like this. So my question is, for a couple of ladies who also seem to be quite busy, how can I avoid burnout? Um, this seems to be very on topic with what we were just talking about. <laughs> it's funny totally. that that worked out. Yeah. Oh, oh burnout. Burnout. <laughs> So have you, have, do you think you've been burnt out before? Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And what, what does that mean? Do you think? Uh, there's actually, um, a list of symptoms, mm-hmm. which we should dig up at some point and maybe we'll just put them in the show notes. Yeah. But, um, Basically, being burnt out is just feeling completely exhausted by everything. Right. Does that make sense? Like you're going to work and you're like, and if someone asks you to do something, you're kind of so overwhelmed that you're just unable to cope in a way. And you're not producing good work. You're just suffering through. Yeah. Um, And I often think it can be tied to like uh, sort of 
depression symptoms. So yeah. like you find it hard to get out of bed, you feel tired all the time, you feel a bit sick in a way. Yeah. So it's kind of like, it's a little bit intangible. Have you got anything there? I feel like I've been bordering on burnout for like, or like maybe like for a while, not maybe for like, maybe for like two years. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, like I do feel like I've been like riding this kind of, you know, like just, I've been on the just fence pushing of the it, limit. pushing it a little mm. bit. And I have been aware of that. So, mm. um, the way that, um, it's described on the internet, this is the first description <laughs> the that comes up the on the Googs is burnout is a state of emotional, physical, and mental exhaustion caused by excessive and prolonged stress. It occurs when you feel overwhelmed, emotionally drained, and unable to meet constant demands. Um, I for sure felt like that. Oh, definitely. But like, like, yeah, I find it so interesting because people are literally like prescribing burnout, mm. you know? So it's like, I, I think or diagnosing, I, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Diagnosing burnout. Mm. I feel like I could definitely go and get a diagnosis of burnout. Mm. <laughs> Maybe oh, not. That sucks. Do you think, yeah, I mean, that do really you think I, I don't, I couldn't, I think I could so because it, I do, I do feel that those, like the thing is that I do feel those like, um, sometimes when I'm at work or when I'm not at work, when I'm at home, I feel like. Um, in my brain, I'm like thinking about all the things that I could do or oh, should Jesus, do yeah. or, you know, yeah. and then when I'm at work and there's like lots of things going on, I'm like, okay, what do I, okay. Bah. And I just sort of have, have this like moment of like panic mm. and anxiety. So maybe I'm not like at the point of burnout, but I'm definitely, um, I need to kind of like get that under control. So yeah. I hundred percent feel like understand how you feel. Mm. Danielle, which is, yes. we didn't say that that was who it was oh, from. Sorry. It's from Danielle. Yes, Danielle. Yeah. Um, um, I think, I mean, like. Brittany and I talk about this all the time because we both have two, I would say two official extracurricular activities that we do on mm-hmm. top of work. So yep. Brittany does comedy and the podcast and I do creative writing and the podcast. Um, so essentially, um, and, and, and I've kind of like been trying to figure out how to manage this over the years and mm-hmm. not just burnout, but like, how do you not even get to the point where you're burning out? Yeah. Like what how do you make sure that your schedule is always manageable? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think what I've noticed in terms of a common theme is when I'm starting to get close to burnout, it's when I've got not many nights where I get to just go home. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I've got like podcast on Tuesday. I've got my writing class on Thursday and then I've got to see this friend on Monday and this friend on Wednesday. And then there's a birthday party on Friday and all of a sudden all of my week is filled with work and then an activity yeah. and then trying to get exercise in around that is close to impossible unless you're going to wake up early, which we all know I will never do. <laughs> so so um, my most important thing, and I actually think there's only one piece of advice here, which is to minimize your schedule. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like you've got a nice, healthy so- social life and some activities and so on. Um, but what I would suggest is like in terms of social stuff, instead of a, a dinner is, can that be replaced with a nice phone call? Maybe Mm. you could walk home from work, talk to your friend. It might be a 45 minute walk, um, and just call your friend instead of having to go out to dinner with them or, um, you know, have coffee with them or something. That's such a good, like, I never have like long phone. The only people I talk to on the phone for prolonged periods of time is my fat, like my mom, my dad and my grandma. Exactly. Yeah. Bring back the phone call. You don't have to have dinner with, but like this, this was a huge social pressure for me because I do have like a a bunch of good friends that I would love to see on a weekly basis. But once you're fitting in all these people, 
even on a fortnightly or monthly basis, it means you're literally booked out every night of the week. And that in itself is stressful. There needs to be time to go home, turn on Netflix, eat a can of tuna and just go to bed. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So that's my top tip. I also, one thing that like really kind of, um, gives me a little bit of anxiety and I always feel stress around it is like, um, like answering messages, right? So you have messages coming in (gasps) from, you know, you got Facebook Messenger, you've got WhatsApp, you've got your iMessage, you've got all, everything's and coming. Instagram messages and Instagram as well now, fucking too. direct messages, Jesus. Mm. So it's like they're all coming in at you. And I like sometimes like when I'm sitting in bed before I go to sleep, I'm like, oh, I, I, I literally remember. I'm like, oh, my God, I got a message from someone that I need to respond to. And I'm like, because I was. I always turn my phone onto um, airplane mode. Yeah. So then I take it off airplane mode and then I'm like answering or whatever. And uh, my boyfriend's always like, does that need to happen right now? Yeah, like yeah. we're going, and I'm like, yeah, I totally get what you're saying. But if I don't answer it now, then I'm going to like forget about it. Then I'll feel bad. And it's, I was talking to a friend. I was talking to Laura, actually, our mutual friend. Um, and she was saying, she's like, she's kind of just adapted this like, um, this persona of the person who doesn't message back right away. Yeah, she's built that friend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I've noticed and I, that as me a, re- too. A, a non-receiver of her messages, Yeah, I'm like, I'm going to write to Laura and she may or may not write back in the next two or three days, Yeah, which is actually great. And I yeah. wish I could do that. Whereas I've built the, the, the brand, I guess, of responding within. You respond very quickly. Well, to you. Okay. So you're okay. not a good case study. Okay. You're the person I respond quickest to. I respond quickly but to like you as well. But like everyone yeah. else, I will take maybe four hours. Yeah. Or unless it's like a one. But I think like I was actually at the airport the other day and I just turned around to my boyfriend and I was like, I'm having this enormous anxiety right now because I've got all these messages in my email all these messages in WhatsApp, et cetera, et cetera. And I know that once I respond, they will respond. So it's like this never ending cycle. Um, And so like, if you can do what Laura does, which is just not write back for a while, nobody's going to die. Yeah. And, and I think that once you start doing that a little bit, people like no one's, they're also like, if they're your real friends, they'll understand like, Oh, she couldn't get back to Mm. me at that point. You know, like she's now getting back. And then when you do respond, you respond thoughtfully and you respond, you know, but like, it's really okay Mm. uh, to not respond right away. And let people know that you're busy. I think that's one thing that gets people like that people often get kind of like bogged down with is this this sense of immediacy in yes, our society yeah. like everything has to happen right now right away you know mm. it's not that's not the case you yeah know? and I yeah. think another thing that that would maybe help with burnout Danielle with what you're kind of feeling is maybe at work if you're feeling like you've got all these things going on and everything's kind of happening um one thing that I like to do is actually stop <laughs> I'm like mm. I just like put an immediate halt and I think about okay what are, what's a big win that Mm. I can work on Mm -hmm. that actually this one thing that I did would make, you know, would, would make Make all these little things. Make 80% of the difference. Well, exactly. It's the 80, 20 rule, right? So like do, do that 20% of work that will actually end up being 80% of the result. Mm -hmm. Um, and try to like refocus yourself a little bit because maybe you're doing a bunch of menial tasks that are just stressing you out and creating anxiety and they're not actually moving the dial. Uh. Fuck, that's good advice, Brittany, because I think also the impulse in this scenario is to be like, all right, I've got to knuckle down and I've got to work faster and harder and so on and so on. And then someone will say, oh, can you do this? And you just automatically add it to your to-do list and you keep going, going, going. But actually, 
um, you have to resist that impulse and you have to actually stop yeah. for maybe even half a day, yeah. which in the scheme of things is nothing, but at the time it's going to feel very radical. Half a day of being like, what needs to be done mm-hmm. and what can be done later? Maybe yeah. what can be done next week? Yeah. Um, and how can I slow this cog, the the wheel down to yeah. quote Game of Thrones? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, break the wheel. That's it. So I think that, um, yeah, like burnout, I think that your point of like making sure you have a couple of free nights, like just starting to, one thing that I did, like basically after talking to you about this, it was like, just start saying no in like in advance to mm. things. Mm-hmm. Like just think about it and be like, okay, I've got a really crazy week and someone's asking me if I want to have breakfast on Saturday morning. Yes, Am I yep. going to want to have breakfast on Saturday morning? Yeah. And sometimes it's hard to like know if you will, mm. but like it's okay to be like, you know what? I'd rather not do it on Saturday morning, have whatever. And then like maybe do the phone call instead or maybe reschedule for another, like, I don't know, but just try to think more proactively. Mm. I have this very guilty conscience because I travel a lot for work and in my life that I, I, I always feel like I need to fit people in the week that they contact me or the next week. And so, because often the week after that, I'll be in Portugal or the week after that, I'll be in London or whatever. And so I'm like, I, I feel really, I think it's embarrassment. I think it's like me being like, oh, how lame that I'm saying, can we catch up in a month? Yeah. You know, it seems ridiculous. It seems like I'm Beyonce or something. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But honestly, like you just have to do it. You just have to be like, I can either squeeze this person in for a breakfast on Thursday morning and then go to work and then go to my soccer game. Or I can just tell them that I'll meet them in June. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. And do you know what else I thought of, which is definitely not something that I do, but I think it is good advice. So basically just do what I don't do. What is that? Um, I'm so curious. So, so what about, this is wild. So what about if you're like, I have three friends that I love to see regularly. Mm-hmm. Why don't we all join a sports team? Oh, combined things. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. so you're exercising, yeah. you're hanging out, yeah. you're having really, you're overcoming obstacles. Yes. Having a team bonding experience. Yes. yes. And you're playing women's soccer. Yes. I mean, it's I've never played idea. women's soccer in my life, but I actually would like to. Penny and I have literally had a plan to go spinning together for a very long time. Yeah. And it's never yeah. happened, but like we a, should do that. Like an exercise date might be really nice because you're getting the endorphins, but you're also catching up and you're kind of multitasking. <gasps> I'll tell it. you what else is really fun, Brittany. What is it? And I've never got to do this here in Germany, but in Australia, I used to do it with my sister all the time. We used to take the whole day, like a Saturday, to run errands together. Oh, that's great. So she'd do hers, I'd do mine. We'd literally go to the, like, renew our driver's license or something and just stand in line and we'd just be talking the whole time. Yeah, and you get a nice coffee It was coffee really fun. You do, yeah, yeah. You get lunch. Yeah. You drive around. You laugh at each other's parking skills. Yeah. It's so fun. <laughs> I'm I'm looking for a life, uh, uh, like a, a chores, an errands person oh, to hang out with. that's fun. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, we could do that. Mm. I would totally be down for that. Okay, so I feel like we could do an entire episode on burnout, mm. but I think that this is a good little, like, if you feel like you're approaching burnout yeah that you could kind of adopt these ones I think we I think we did pretty good (laughs) letter number two penny it's a long one oh reading (laughs) okay there it is 
<laughs> Take your time. This is why I'm a bit drunk now. So I'm going to just turn all the words into one word. Okay. Hi, Penny and Brittany. About a year ago, I started working at a company as an intern, and in my team, there was another working student who's been with the team for about two years at that time. At first, we got on quite well, but then he kept asking me to meet up with him after work, and I always said no. I had a feeling he was crushing on me, and I felt really uncomfortable with it since I'm a lesbian and didn't yet want to come out at work. That sentence was a struggle. (laughs) We used to be somewhat friends, but now we avoid each other and barely talk. And whenever we do, it's super uncomfortable. Also, I'm scared that if I ever do come out at work, he'd get super angry and say homophobic stuff because his past behavior has kind of indicated that he's going to do this. Do you have any advice on how to resolve this situation? I do want to continue working in this team, but I'd also like to be able to be myself and come out. But as long as this isn't resolved, I don't feel comfortable. Thanks so much, Claire. Oh, oh yeah. This is a real bummer of a letter. This sucks. I mean, <laughs> sorry, Claire, you're not a bummer, but the situation, <laughs> the situation is a total fucking bummer. is really shitty mm. because it's just not a position that you should be in. Uh, absolutely not this should not be a problem for you no and it's that classic thing of guys being like oh you know like you shouldn't present yourself this way at work and it's like well whatever I do someone's going to be an asshole oh that's such a yeah that's such a bullshit thing to say there's no like presenting yourself a certain way because I mean if and and if you guys were friendly that's really great and maybe I mean honestly let's be real it maybe he like, he, he's obviously was interested or is mm. interested. Sounds like And it, yeah. he, you know, like, he's free to, of course, ask you out. Mm. But he asked you out several times and you said no every time. And yeah. that should have been an indicator that and he And now he's stop. being, like, unfriendly. Yeah. Mm. And now he's being unfriendly and now you're feeling uncomfortable. And that's really shit. So I think that this is, I mean depending on kind of the situation or what, like who your manager is and those kinds of things, I think that would be my approach probably with it. Mm. Um, Which is, what do you mean? What would be your approach? Sorry. Yeah. So I would probably (laughs) actually, probably like ask my manager to sit down and I would be like relatively candid with them Mm -hmm. about the situation. And you don't need to go into details, but just to say that like there's been some advances um, and I've felt a little bit uncomfortable um, because I'm not interested. And also I I, like, I'm very um, excited about my job and I really want to do well here. And I don't want that to kind of like impede my uh, opportunity, Mm. you know? So I think that, um, I think that's probably the way to go um, unless maybe there is I mean the only other thing I would say is like maybe there's an opportunity for you to not work so closely with mm. this guy yeah I mean we have edited this letter because it was a little bit longer um, but also a couple of points that I'll just quickly add are that like this person uh, Claire her manager is great she has right. a mentor figure in the organization she doesn't work that closely with the guy but she is definitely like would like to just have a nice work environment and I think as well like the sad thing about this thing is that you should never feel if you're if you're homosexual or if you're any kind of person, you should never feel like you should have to hide part of yourself at work. Yeah. Um, that's bullshit. Um, and it sounds like your manager is going to be receptive to this information and it's going to be totally cool. Um, 
So, I mean, like what Brittany said was essentially to sit down with your manager, I think. Um, and I would phrase it so that you are kind of initiating um, the concept that you are willing to deal with it. Yeah. Um, so I, I would say to them, like, I'd love to get your guidance on how to deal with this issue that I'm struggle with, struggling with. Um and I really want to have great relationships with my colleagues, but I'm actually in kind of an uncomfortable situation with a coworker. Um, and you can just tell them, let's say, let's just call this this person Jason, because I feel like that's a very appropriate name. <laughs> Who knows? Okay, I totally. hope nobody called no, Jason Jason's is listening. Yeah. But um, I mean, you can also just say, you know, I'm in a relationship, but also I'm actually gay, and I was generally just not interested and I mean like you don't have to justify why you don't want to go on a date with someone but I think just slipping in that you're not of that sexual orientation um it will actually save you from because any good manager any uh professional manager worth their salt should be automatically in this zone of okay I need to protect this worker who's working with us she's facing potential discrimination and potential harassment. So I need to handle this. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, That's yeah. a good point. If you feel comfortable enough to just sort of um, say, just to say that, like in, in this discussion, just to say, I'm also gay, which is, makes it also a little bit more uncomfortable because I'm not really sure how to deal with that or how, yeah. what the reaction will be. And yeah, exactly. Then you don't person, know how he's going to take that. Exactly. And this person can um, be your ally in that and really help you kind of navigate that. That would be, I mean, if you're comfortable enough and it sounds like you really like your managers from what um, you, you said in the letter, um, that sounds like that person might be a really great person to have just on your team, mm, you know, to yep. help you. Totally. And I think, um, so obviously we did a bit of research on this subject. Um, and although uh, this would probably classify as some kind of not sexual harassment, but some kind of bullying or, uh, discrimination. Mm-hmm. Um, so generally speaking in these cases, it's super important to document everything. So, um, this email that you've sent to us could actually be classified as part of your documentation of the process. Um, you mentioned in your email that you've spoken to another colleague about this and they've had similar experiences, similar negative experiences with Jason. That's document. That's documentation as mm-hmm. well. So just make sure you're writing everything down um, because at the end of the day, like uh, there is legal action that can be taken you probably won't take it. Nobody takes legal, legal action. That's why we have such a rampant culture of sexual harassment and discrimination. Um, but just definitely appeal to your manager, write everything down um, and make sure that you're um, talking to people and, and getting their trust so that they're able to defend you and make sure that everything's okay. Yeah. And don't, you know, like, I think that what's really great is that you're taking this seriously and Mm -hmm. it's something that you're like really considering I think that's a really great place to start yeah don't you know don't dismiss it don't think oh I'll just like keep moving on I think that's absolutely right document things make sure that you're taking action protect yourself Mm. and make sure that you feel comfortable at work because it's such an important part of your life you're spending so much time there you know so it's important to be proactive in that which is really cool that you're you're already being Claire yeah um, I mean, like, what would you do if someone came to you with this, Brittany? 
I mean, I would just be like, I'm horrified by this. I will speak to Jason right away. Yeah. This won't happen again. I'm so sorry you felt unsafe. A hundred percent. But I'm a really nice person. (laughs) (laughs) A really good boss. Yeah. No, that's right. I mean, it's so interesting being like just being hit on at work. It's so it's so interesting. I mean, a lot of people meet at work. Like that's where a lot of romances yeah, start. Yeah. But it's also like a place where a lot of, yeah, sexual Shit harassment happens. happens. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's just something that, um, like I know that that would make me feel very, very uncomfortable. And oh, I, absolutely. you know, you're dreading to going to work and yeah, if, if anybody came to me as a, like any of my, uh, like, um, like direct reports came to me and said something like that, it would be, it'd be a very serious issue. Yeah. 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 I mean, I would just approach this from a very sincere perspective and trying to have a real rapport with your manager so that they can understand the kind of situation you're in and how uncomfortable it is and how you'd really like to resolve this because. Yeah. Because you, because you want to bring your whole self to work. I mean, can you imagine having to go to work and not make your like weird sing song noises penny at no work? i can't i you just know? make noises ba-doop, all the ba-doop, time ba-doop. Yeah. I, do you know what like even Shoo-doop, when i was ba-doop. like even about 10 years ago this girl at work was like you should make your email signature doopy doopy do <laughs> because that's how often you make that noise oh my god like i i yeah so that's just a small part of me that i have to cover up i mean i just can't imagine so i'm so sorry claire yeah, totally. I didn't mean to dismiss that. I just meant like, I just meant that you, I don't think you, you were dismissing, you but it's really, okay. You do really need to feel safe at work and yeah. you need to be able to be who you are at work mm-hmm. because it's so important for your, for your stability and your mental comfort health. and mental health. Like you just need to be able and to your be sense yourself. Of self. Yeah. Like you are an, ex- you are perfectly, you know, Everything about you is perfectly good and fine. Yeah. And any workplace that's making you feel that that's not okay is shit. Total shit. Um, so, and just keep in mind, Claire, if this all goes to hell, that's okay too. You yeah. can find somewhere else that will you value your there. whole personality and your exactly. whole self. Exactly. Exactly. Cheers to that. Thanks so much, guys, for listening to this episode. It's been a real pleasure. It's been really good. It's been like fun and kind of crazy and then really serious. serious. Very which serious. Is so good. Brittany and I are so bad at being serious. We are, yeah. yeah I, we're, I love- we're like on the verge of cracking a joke the whole Every time. time. And yeah. then we're like, no, don't do it. Don't do it because this is serious and it needs to be serious. Um, so thanks so much for listening. Our resource of the week. What is our resource, Penny? It's also serious. So yes. I, 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 we thought, uh, given the last letter, we would um, link you to a couple of really good articles on how to deal with any kind of discrimination or harassment or any of that stuff that falls into the work crap category. Yeah. So we're just going to link you to a whole bunch of credible resources that help you to deal with these kind of scenarios. I think that's really helpful. And we just hope that you never have to deal with these scenarios. Yeah. But we kind of know someone out there is. You, yeah, (laughs) most likely you'll at one point have to deal with I've done it. Brittany's done it. Claire's done it. Michelle Obama's done it. It's a club. Right? All glamorous women. No, I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. Please also don't forget to rate, review, and 
subscribe. <laughs> That's it. I feel like we don't need to describe it more no, than that. We don't. They we know just, what we that love is. you guys. We love you. Um, yeah, thanks so much for listening and have a wonderful week. Thank you.